Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Mr. Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great. Good to see you. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like good it. Good start. Good finish, man. Start strong, finish strong. There you go. I love that. Were you ever a football coach? Uh, no, other sports. My, I had girls, you know, all girls. So softball, soccer, basketball. I like it. You definitely strike me as somebody being a But I coached them coach. like football. I'm like, there ain't no crying <laughs> in sports. I don't want to hear, I don't want to see a tear unless you're bleeding. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. We got broken bones or blood maybe, but that's it. That's, no, it was fun. We had a fun. good time. That's funny. That's amazing. You're a great dad, great coach. Uh, I got to ask you, uh, we had a surprising, or at least to me, surprisingly low CPI reading last week, at which point uh, the, the indices, the stock market risk, risk on is what it appeared like. Uh, I have my suspicion that there might be something subtle happening underneath. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Thursday, Friday? Uh, maybe it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, stock market rally after the CPI reading. What'd you see in there? Yeah, yeah, nice bear market rally. We're still still in a bear market. Uh, you know, it was driven by uh, the algorithms and technicals you know, that had that plugged in. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised by the lower read, and I don't think it was an accurate read. I think we're going to find out that, you know, the core elements uh, are still a problem. So, you know, but anyways, it did come down a little bit lower. A couple of the Fed members, you know, were saying uh, we see softening potentially, but what they're saying is slowing the pace of the hike. They're still saying we got 50 in December. Yes. Uh, so all of that though, just like we saw back in, uh, was it July, you know, when we had that nice rally, same mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's all driven by the hopes of a fed pivot and, uh, you know, algorithmic, then you get some short covering, you know, and it can get some momentum like we saw, but it was mainly the Dow that really took off. The S and P and NASDAQ had a normal kind of, you know, I, I don't know, 10, 15%, the Dow popped up another 20, I think. So, that's been your flight to safety. The big thing that was interesting is the dollar. The dollar wow, that rolled big over. Time. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, treasury yields drop, but that's all risk on, like you said, versus risk off. And, uh, you know, the dollars rebound a little bit today. So are bonds and, and things like that. And stocks are retreating. But, you know, um, the Fed is now coming back out and saying, wait a minute, we're, we're you know, you guys are misreading us again. You know, it's not time to get all excited. And yeah, uh, I actually have quotes from Fed Waller this morning. He he was quoted. I think this is who you're referring to. Number one quote: Everyone should take a deep breath, calm down. We have a ways to go. <laughs> He's like, guys, what are you doing? Yeah, it came down what four tenths of a percent yeah. or whatever, and we're still at almost eight percent. Yeah, that's not good news. You know, <laughs> don't celebrate seven seven. That's not good. And you know what the Fed's reiterating is: we have much higher to go. Our target's what five five and a half. We got to get there. We might slow the way and the pace to which we get there if we see improvement. Again, we've got another read uh, in December before the next Fed meeting. So if that comes right. out uh, softer and the Fed can start stepping down, then you might see the market be able to put a base in. 
but you're not going to see a return to all time highs right now without, you know, because again, we're still pulling liquidity out of the system. We're still, yeah. the Fed wants tightening financial conditions and the lower dollar leads to higher inflation. Uh, you, you know, so that's not a good thing either. The Fed wants a strong dollar because mm -hmm. that's going to keep inflation at bay. So that, you know, that's their number one job. They got to get after it. Employment is still too strong. The GDP is, you know, was still growing. We're going into the holidays when a lot of people spend, a lot of people travel. So, you know, I don't think we're going to see, you know, really, you know, things really land until, like I said, Q1, Q2 next year. We can really yeah. start to get in there and say, you know, see what layoffs look like. Because a lot of people aren't going to get laid off till after the first of the year. You know, they're going to get carried through the holidays and they get severance and all that. So um, it's too early to call, you know, return yeah. to normal right now. But nice bear market rallies. If you go back and look at all the bear markets we've had in the history, you know, there, you get some nice 10, 20 percent rallies. Yeah, one uh, one of the conversations I had over the weekend, I, I think this is accurate. I might I might be off, but four of the five best single day rallies were in bear markets, right? Percentage wise, so um, you can get these like really impressive five, six, seven percent moves in a day, and it's just, you know, to me what to me what last week was was really something that I really haven't heard in the media, and that is, uh, traders. The, the market, if you will, was set up for another negative reading, right? Because I think we were three inflation readings in a row where it surprised to the upside. Everybody came into that reading or almost everyone came into that meeting negative, like, oh, going to be another bad number, going to be another bad number, myself included. And it went the other way. So I think what happened is I think there was a lot of people short. I think there was a lot of people that had puts and... Uh, anytime you have that kind of situation, it's kind of a race to get out and that can cause some really wild increases. That's what I think happened. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was the same way. I thought, you know, it was going to be equal to, or maybe a little bit higher, not exponentially, yeah, not but, exponentially, you know, I just, yeah. me personally, I haven't seen anything come down. I, I just don't understand where they're even food, you know, they're saying food came down. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing, food I'm not seeing that either. Up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't, I don't know where they're getting their numbers and, you know, who knows what that was all about. But, um, you know, and so the other good news, so some of the things that can, you know, where you need to be to put a bottom in is you need inflation to start coming down. You need the Fed to signal um, that we can slow the pace. But again, they're not going to stop till inflation is down to their target, you know, which ultimately is probably going to be about two and a half, three percent. I don't I don't know how they're going to get it down to two percent next year, but a lot of people seem to think that's possible. Um, Gold, Goldman know. Sachs came out today and said they think it'll be there uh, by the end of 2023. I don't see it. I don't, we're we're going to talk about that be. video too, but wow. Yeah, we'll talk about that see. then. So you need inflation to peak. You need it to start, you know, backing up in a meaningful way where the Fed can take the foot off the gas. Um, and, you know, then you can start putting your bottom in for, for longer term growth. And the sooner that happens, the better. But, you know, markets have priced in inflation. Markets have priced in interest rate, you know, risk. They haven't priced in a recession. So until we get to next year, we're not going to understand what that looks like, how deep, how long and all that, uh, you know, so the markets can bottom and start putting that that base in. And I mean, they could bottom from here. So again, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know what can happen. And I know what's mm -hmm. likely to happen. And, you know, we're still in a risk off Fed uh, tightening cycle. They do not want loose financial conditions. They're not happy about this rally. Oh, they're not uh, happy. So Fed Waller's not happy. Take a deep breath. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty clear indication. Yeah, that uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty clear. Yeah, the other thing that you know is really going on um, is we started to see significant layoffs. Right, we've had layoffs in mortgage, we've had layoffs in real estate uh, industry, 
Uh, we've had a couple of lay- I heard about layoffs in trucking just the other day, but we obviously had our first big tech layoff meta last week announced. I think it was 11,000. Um, I don't know about you, but I think there's a lot more tech layoffs. I think, I think this is going to be a white collar led recession. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like all the real estate tech companies are laying off, um, you know, other tech companies are freezing, hiring, <laughs> you know, cutting jobs, uh, you know, especially in the crypto industry. So, yeah, and we haven't seen it in housing yet. So, uh, in terms of construction, things like that, again, you probably won't see that at scale till the you know to the end of the year. You get into next year, where you're going to start potentially seeing some of that. So, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting times right now. And you know, we just don't know until we get through the holidays and get into next year what all that's going to look like. That's the problem. We just we just don't know. Yeah. So at the at the end of the day, kind of wrapping up the discussion of of the Fed, I think what what you know, the Fed is clearly communicating to us. It's it's actually pretty clear Fed speak, right? Greenspan was the classic of saying lots of word salad and nobody could understand it. I think Powell's team's doing a decent job of being relatively clear. I think what they're telling us is they're going to slow down, i.e. seven, not no longer 75. They're going to try smaller increments. Second, uh, they're going to go higher, right? Their last... Um, I don't know. I call it a forecast. They call it something else was a high of 4.6. I think that's going higher. Uh, and then I think, I think the big thing that the market really hasn't priced in. I don't think the market, I think the market gets the first two. I don't think the market believes that the, the last one, which is they're going to stay there longer. Right. I think the feds desire are no cuts in 2023. I don't think the market believes that. Yeah, and I think the market thinks that everything's going to recover. Inflation's going to come down, you know, economy's going to recover. And, you know, so that's what's that's the, the contemplation that's out there right now. I don't know if they just don't believe the Fed. I think they don't believe the economy is going to be in bad shape. And, uh, you know, if you're on Wall Street, you're an analyst, you're an investment manager, how do you make your money? You make your money when the market goes up. You don't make it when it's going down. So they have to stay positive to keep capitals inflowing into the market. So Got those it. are the narratives you're going to hear. Well, that's, that's actually an interesting twist. I actually got a question over the weekend that I could ask you here. Um, obviously, Wall Street, it's almost the end of the year. Wall Street bonuses are, are around the corner. So do you think there's a, a incentive for market makers and whatnot to kind of push the market higher uh, as we get into the end of the year? Absolutely. That's why you always see the Santa Claus rally. And not ah, always. Ah. You, can, you can go back and look at the history, yeah. you know, and, and see it's not always. But, yeah, that's why that is. And it's not just bonuses. Uh, you know, it's to hold on to their jobs. There's a lot of jobs at risk right now. So if they don't perform between now and the end of the year, they're going to get cut. You know, Wall Street's laying off and, you know, the banks are laying off big time. So, yeah, I mean, that's why you get that Santa Claus rally. That's why you're seeing these big rallies now, because the closer we get to the end of the year, the more you're going to see these huge rallies try to make up for lost ground. You know, uh, the problem is they don't have the, you know, the foundation underneath it, to, you know, to sustain it and keep the momentum going. Very, very cool. Very exciting stuff. Greg, where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. Go check it out. Thank you.